0: Here for
1: we okay, so so I us <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> kill any virus? See, Grandpa's out so
0: you could speak. Oh, no, sorry, oops. <laughs> it's in he's <hit> <laughs> got his stick. Stick. Okay, let's so get. So long one. one. Let's go. So up to the G'mal Zain Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're a bit oh behind. Dear, and we're trying to work out what's the dimensions of uh, Carmelis. Carmelis. So we had a mandama v- which says a caramelis is Thai face. That means it will take on up until 10 Tfakham. So the question is, what does it mean? So it's four lines down from when it goes wide at the bottom. One, two, three, four. Elamayva yeah. tefes asad dalad. The ad to have a kamilis. that means only up until ten tfachim that would be the airspace of a karmelis. However, l'ay have a kamilis. If the airspace above ten tfachim, it wouldn't be a karmelis. So this is the principle which we saw with rishos harabim. So rishos harabim, in ten Tfachim the area is considered a rishos harabim. Above ten Tfachim it's no longer rishos harabim. Yeah, So if
1: so yeah, you've got a so, hoverboard
0: Yeah, technically
1: Technically you've got a hoverboard But it goes more than the terms well, of hotting, Might be poppin pu- Is count. it
0: mutter or potter?
1: Well, forget the fact how it works
0: <laughs> No, is it mutter or potter? Above 10 to you're exempt It doesn't mean it's permitted
1: on your So if you had to amelay
0: Shmuel Riviyot Shininah, later have a b'meli to Shabbos or lemalam miyud. Then don't be too sharp above ten tefachim. So lema So what does it mean? So it says the Ma'alei mit Ein Rishus Hayachid lemalam If you're going to tell me that there's no Rishus Hayachid above ten tefachim, so is that true? Is there height limit on Rishus Hayachid? For amirefkes the na'as kana Rishus If someone putting a long stick in Rosh Hashayachid, for Zorak Venach Al Gabov. Someone threw from Rosh Hashayachid, it landed on this pole. So the pole was in the Rosh Hashayachid, but the pole itself, mm-hmm. even if this pole was a 100 Amas high, mm-hmm. because Rosh Hashayachid goes up until Shamayah. So in terms of the Rosh Hashayachid, there's no height limit. Just one of these yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Rosh Hashanah, you're in trouble. Hang up. Just getting the halacha. Don't carry outside. Yeah. I'm just checking halacha. So what's an interesting point from this, from this mandamah? The interesting point from this mandamah, sure. we were learning all about, all about that there needs to be a hanacha on a maqam makom daladadlut. So in order for you to be mechayev. It has to land on the space four by four him yeah, yeah. Whereas this Mandarma says that you could only, you're going to be mekhuya for haitsar, even if it lands on this very thin pole. So it's a very important makhlaikas to bear in mind. I'm just looking up some. Yeah, you no, yeah, you're a very good shot. there you. Go. Yeah, hang on. Mm. Sorry, I'm just checking the lock or something. Okay, fine. So it says the Gemara, So, what maybe when he says that you shouldn't go above ten. It's saying there's no Rishus Rabim above 10 tentvachim. So it says the that's Mishnah. Dalad Amas So now what, to be maquiv of, of throwing, you could either f- throw from Rosh Hayakid into rishus Rabbim, mm-hmm. or you could throw four Amas into Rashus Rabbim. So the same way carrying four amas in the Rishus Rabbim once ahiva, also throwing. So if someone throws four amas, And this object landed if it landed above 10 tfakhin against the wall in terms of the khiv of shabbos it's as if you've thrown in the air why is that because we see above 10 tfakhin it isn't considered and therefore person is throwing it lands on the wall above 10 tfakhin it doesn't make a difference However, if it landed on the wall below ten tefachim, kazarik So, what's the Khidish of saying that ten tefachim is significant in regards to Shabbos? If it's in regards to rishus ayachid, ten tefachim is irrelevant. It goes up until shemaim. There's no height limit on rishus ayachid. If you're saying rishus arabim is up until ten tefachim, that the Gemara's question is that we see in the Mishnah. The Mishnah clearly says, above 10 Tfachim, it's an area where one isn't Machoyov. So it says the Gemara Ella Akamelis, <laughs> so the Chidish of saying 10 Tfachim in regards to Shabbos is regards to a Kamelis. There ain't le <laughs> lamala MeYud. There's no Kamelis above 10 Tfachim. And therefore, V'akilo bar Rabbanon, me rishos <laughs> hayachid, umme rishos And the Rabbanon give the Kamelis a lenient sides, both of the rishos hayachid and the Rosh Rabbim. So remember, Karmalist is only a Durbanon concept. Really, Karmalists, there should be no problem carrying inside it. The rabbanon made a decree, and therefore as part of the decree, they were very lenient, and therefore mikuleh Rosh Hashanah Yachid. So what does it mean you give a Karmalist the lenient parts of a Rosh Hashanah Yachid? De'i ikamakhaim, abar to have Karmal It's only if it's four by four Tafachim only then it would be a Kamalist. So we know in order to be a Roshosh you need four by four Fahim. So Kamalist also, in order to be a Kamalist, you need four by four Tafachim. If it would be smaller than four by four Fahim, it won't be a Kamalist, it would be a Makam Petul. Makam Petul were much more lenient with what we could do with a Makam Petul. For Eli Makam Petul Baal Mahon. So Mikolay Rosh Hashanah A Karmilist also has the leniencies of Rishus Hashanah Rabbim. To have It's only a Kamelis up until ten Tefachim. have a but above ten Karmilist, it won't be a Kamelis. So the Gemara is saying there's two leniencies about a Kamelis. The first leniency has the same dimensions as Roshul Sayyachid, which is four by four. The second leniency is the same as Roshul Rabim is only Roshul Sayyachid up until 10 Fahim, so to a Kamalist, above 10 Fahim already the airspace above 10 Fahim would be in Markham B'Tor. So, so Michael, this is what you were talking about on Friday. So, don't think so Mm -hmm. so this is what you were talking about on friday so if you have a house where it's again it's a very small it's a very small house but say there's it's a very small house and there isn't ten tufakim high the key of mashlimav liyod however with the roof you have ten tufakim this is interesting interesting very small house it's smaller than 10 Tfakhim. Now in order to be Rosh what does it have to be? An area of 4 by 4 Tfakhim, at least 10 Tfakhim high. So this case isn't Rosh Hashayachid, it's a Kamalist. Because it's an area of 4 by 4 and it isn't 10 Tfakhim high. <coughs> so Al-Gagay Muta Latal so because with the roof it's 10 Tfakhim high, on the roof you could carry... Because the roof is an area of four by four, ten tufachim high. However, within the house, you could only move four amas. Why is that? Because if it's lower than ten am- tufachim, ten then it's a karmelis. Karmelis midrabanon you can't carry. And therefore, this house is too small to be rishos ayachit Rishos ayachit has to be ten tfachim. And this house, within the airspace of the house... It isn't ten tefachim. So Amar by im Chakak by Dalad al Now what happens? Say this house it was a large area, but it wasn't ten tefachim high. And this person in the middle, he dug an area which was four by four tefachim, and it in a small area wherever the pit was, you have from the bottom of the pit up until the roof ten him, So from the floor level till the roof, we don't have ten him In one part of the house he dug, and by digging that hole, you have an area where, from the hole up until the roof, there is ten him yeah. yeah, very similar to sukkah. Then you could move in all of it. So my tama. yeah, you're right. So my tama have a khare rushusha It's a hole of a that the hole in Roshas Hayakhid is considered a Roshas If you have a hole in Roshas Hayakhid, that hole is given the same status as the Roshas Hayakhid. So, what happens if you have a hole in Roshas Hayakhid? So, less than 10 fucking Good point. How do we treat this hole? Does it have its own independent rishas? Or is it part of the rishus arabim?
1: Listen to London borough
0: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so, Abaya ama rishas arabim damya, damo. Rava, I may love k arabim damo. So we have an argument. Is the whole considered part of the rishus arabim or not? So, amali rava la abaya. Let it amras kare rishas arabim k rishas arabim Essentially what's the discussion? The discussion is a hole is something which people could use to put their possessions in. So it's something in those days.
1: What without filling it up?
0: No, just a storage place, just to put it down temporarily. What is a
1: crater? Is there a
0: size? (laughs) Is there a size? No, it has to be smaller than ten to five. No, I'm not
1: about depth,
0: I'm about width like a crater. It doesn't really matter. Doesn't it? That's,
1: that's what are these little maps you got in
0: the middle. hidden treasure The whole to they can use it for uh... yeah no so, <laughs> sorry my bad my bad if it's four tfakhim why then it's a kamalist thank you sorry my bad good point thank you if it's less than four tfakhim the question is because the rabbim could use it because it has use for the rabbim does it make it through a that's the argument Something which the Rabbim have use for doesn't make it Rosh Hashanah So ask the Gemara, So if you say the holes of the Rosh Hashanah is like a Rosh Hashanah Rabbim, so, mm-hmm. so if you recall, we had a question, because when the Brasal listed mm-hmm. out all the different Rosh we give an example of a Kamalist. So we mention the desert, the sea, all examples of Kamalist. And then we mention Kamalas, which is crazy because you're giving examples of a Kamalas, so it doesn't make sense to say the Yam, the desert and a Kamalas the desert and the sea are examples of a Kamalas, why do you mention a Kamalas, so the Gemara previously said we are talking about a case so say there's a there's the Rabbim, and there's a house which the corner's jutting out into the Rabbim. so that area around the corner it isn't as easily accessible because you've got the corner house in the way and therefore even though technically it's in the Roshasarabim people do use it, nevertheless it doesn't have the status of a so according to you Why do you say the area around the corner house isn't treated as a Roshasarabim? Why is that? Because the Rabbim don't really use it. So also here, when it comes to the pit, the pit, you're saying, according to the viewpoints, a pit is like the Rosh Hashur What's the difference between a pit, which is treated as a Rosh and the area around the corner of a house, which isn't treated like a Rosh What's the difference between the two? They're both in the Rosh Rabbim. So what would be the difference? So it says, the In other words, it depends how easy it is to use it. So, to utilize the area around the corner, it isn't that easy to u- to utilize. However, to put stuff inside this pit is very easy to use. And therefore, it's an important point when describing what's part of a Rosh Rabbim. According to this viewpoint, here, something could be in a public Rosh Rabbim. And there's an argument if mm-hmm. the Rabbim utilize it, is that area, it's a pit, is that considered part of the Rosh Hashanah Rabbim or not?
1: Doesn't
0: Tashmish mean something else? Tashmish means that Tashmish Hamitta is use of the bed. No, okay. you yeah. know. Yeah. So, Tanan, Hazaric Dalad Amas Bakaisal, if someone throws four in Amas into the wall, so Lemal if it landed above Tentavachim, because we said the Rishus Rabim is only up until 10 tfachim, above 10 tfachim, it's like throwing in the air. If it's below 10 Tafachim, it's as if you're throwing on the ground. My Kazarik Ba'arus, normally when you throw an object onto a wall, what happens? It bounces off. And therefore, when you threw it, there was no Hanacha of four amas. In order to be over the act of of throwing, I need to throw something four amas, and it needs to come to a resting point. We said, if you throw below 10 Tfachim, it lands on the wall, he's transgressed the Malacha of zurika. But why? When you throw an object against the wall, it doesn't have Hanacha, because it bounces off the wall, and then lands. So there was no Hanakha from your Kayak. So if it's a ball, if a ball, then you catch no. it.
1: Would
0: you... you know, you're right. If you'll catch it, then there's Hanakha. But here the point, the example given is, you're throwing it against the wall. So if you're throwing it against the wall, there's no... where's the Hanakha? Right? So for Ammar Rabiach, the it's talking about a sticky cake. So, something which will stick to. Yeah. Yeah. Now, so so (laughs) says the. Yeah. One of the Brexit donuts. It looks very (laughs) sticky.
1: (laughs) Made by Boris.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So, (laughs) V.E. Salgadatach, Chari Roshasarabim, Damya. So, now if you say holes in the Roshasarabim, is considered part of the Roshasarabim? That's the argument. If you have a hole within the Roshasarabim, is it treated as the Roshasarabim? Why do we need to explain the case? I'm throwing against the wall. It's landing below 10 Tafakim. What's the halacha? He's for throwing. Where was the halacha? If it, an object just bounces off the wall, you have to say it was a sticky object and therefore it's stuck against the wall. So why do you have to explain it's a sticky object? Laikma bitzram v'chaifetz. Odunach. Har, if you're going to say a hole is treated the same as Rabbim, why don't you say there was a hole in the wall, and you threw a stone or something, and it landed in the hole? Why do we need to say that was a sticky object? Just say any hole in Rishasarabim is treated like the Rishasarabim. So it could be there was a hole in the wall, you threw something, it was a perfect shot, it landed in the wall, hole in the wall, except the one small problem, he's been Ivan Zurika.
1: Once it falls out five
0: minutes later? Or One minutes
1: later or And That minutes. doesn't matter, it had a hanakha. It and came... If, if, it hits a, if it hits the wall and then and come, comes
0: down five seconds later... It means it has to have had a hanakha. If it's just hitting the wall and rebounding, that's not called a hanakha. If it sticks and then falls out. So if it's stuck for a bit, I think it's a When It dries out and falls off. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but but I think
1: one... he could come and uh, pick it up for warning.
0: Sorry, yeah, but right, but once it's had its hanacha, it's had its hanacha. The interesting case would be so say it didn't, maybe say he throws it and it doesn't land against the wall, it just sort of rolls <coughs> down the wall and then it settles on something sticking out that I'm not sure. Would that be a hanachah? That's
1: similar to the uh, slippery tulle the of the wall, mm-hmm. the sleeping
0: roof. Mm-hmm. Very good, we'll have something to do with that. So it says, the Gemara, you're right, Zinn mishani la shani Strava, Khefet, Stamahada, for us. Yeah, so sometimes he'll say, Look, um, So some here would say, look, even if the wall does have a hole, again, practically, it could happen. But what's the chance of you throwing something and it would land perfectly in the hole and stay there? So sometimes he would answer, you're right, technically, if it would land in the hole, in the wall, he would be mekhayev. But look, what's the chance of it happening? It's much more likely when you throw a sticky object, the sticky object sticks. Um... Or sometimes he'll say, why do I have to give the answer about a sticky object? Because the wall has no hole. So how do we know the wall didn't have a hole? Because we said in the first case, what was the two cases? We said if someone throws an object, for in the Rosh and it lands on the wall. So the Bryasim made a difference. If it landed ten Tfachim, above the ground then he's exempt if it landed 10 Tafachim below the ground he's mechoyof remember 10 is the airspace of the Rosh so says the Gemara if you're going to say the wall has a hole in am I why do you say above 10 Tafachim to throw an object against the wall because 10 Above ten tefachim, isn't Rishus Arabim airspace? Therefore, above ten tefachim, it's as if you've thrown an object into the air. Now, if you're talking about the Rishus, the wall has a hole. Above ten tefachim, is a Rishus Hayachid, and if you have a hole, you've thrown from Rishus Arabim into Rishus Hayachid. So, why would the why would the say if you throw ten tfachim, If you throw something above ten tfachim, one is exempt. If you're talking about a situation where there's holes in the wall and the object lands in the wall, why would you be exempt? Above 10 Tafakim would be Roshus Hayachid and therefore he should be Mechayuv. So maybe you'd say our mission is talking about where the, it isn't four by four. So remember, in order for it to be Rushus Hayachid, you need to have an area which is four by four. And therefore, this wall, it might be above 10 Tafakhin, but the hole wasn't four by four. So, if you threw above 10 Tafakhin, it landed on a small hole. So, we have the very very famous Makhlaik Sramaya, and rabbanon. So who recalls the machlokz Ramea and rabbanon in regards to mezuzah? So mezuzah again, you need to have certain dimensions in order to have to be, for door to be machayev with a mezuzah. So now, what happens if you? Right, and there has to be at least four arms wide. What the door? No, is it four? Sorry, my bad. Four to fucking third door. Yeah. So what happens if? The doorway, there is the physical space. But say the way the architect structured the door, it was, um, how do you put it? It was, you have the doorway, and you have, instead of it being an empty space, say there's a rock formation like that. So you don't actually have the physical space, but within the structure of the doorway, you do have the space. Am I clear with what I'm saying? Yeah. So according to Ramey, even Um, though the, sorry? I remember it. Yeah, so you got the like,
1: yeah. what a lot of... I've a few like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I remember once so my client of mine uh, was asked by the builder why the result is like, it, on the slant. Yeah. And my client, my client said it's because they're like... Right you changed know, uh,
0: <laughs> I didn't change anything. Yeah. That's it. I could try restarting it. You said about <laughs> It goes really slow and then it goes really fast. Oh, that's probably the internet connection. I don't know if it's my end or your end. I don't I the for that. Right. I'm connected
1: right
0: into the router, so I don't think it's my end. I don't know. Yeah, you just went slow or so. I'll, I'll try to disconnect and connect again. Okay, so let's, Is this better? Yeah, okay. So according to Ramea, if, if, if the airway, if there's enough potential space, even though it might be filled up, you could virtually um, cut out the area. So virtually view the spaces there. And therefore, if you're talking about a hole in a wall above 10 Tafakim, even if this hole doesn't have 4 by 4 Tafakim, according to Ramea, you still virtually view the hole as if it has four by four Tafachim because there's the physical space within the wall to have four by four Tafachim. So it says, <laughs> It must be talking about a wall where there's no hole. And therefore, as there's no hole, above 10 tfakhim, one is exempt. Because it must be, it's a sticky object, a sticky object in the Rosh Hashanah above 10 tfakhim. It's as if it's in there. If there would be a hole and the object is landing in the hole, then already you're entering dodgy waters. Because if there's a hole, then you could view it as Roshus Hayachid. And above 10 Tufachim, and an area which we could virtually view as 4 by 4 Tufachim, there would be a khiyav because it's a Hayachid. So go for Umar of now it's kind of Hayachid. If someone put a pole in Roshus Hayachid, he threw and it landed on the pole. Even if the pole is a hundred amas high, so you have a rishus ayachid, you have a massive, tall pole within the rishus ayachid, and you have a person throwing from the rishus arabim into the rishus ayachid. So even if this pole is a hundred amas high, it's chayev. Memnei because the Rishos HaYachid, there's no limit on the space. And therefore, even if an object is a hundred almas up into the Rishos HaYachid, it's still considered the Rishos HaYachid. So we said this Kiddush of Rav is an important Kiddush because he's saying he threw from Rishos HaRabim onto this pole. Now, this pole doesn't have an area of four by four Fachim, And nevertheless... Rav Chizr says, he's still thrown from Rosh Hasharabim into Rosh Hashayachid. And therefore, what do we see? Even if an area doesn't have 4x4 Tafachim, and it comes to rest in the Rosh Hashayachid, it's still considered a Hanacha. So maybe this goes according, maybe Rav who says you don't need a Hanacha on an area which is 4x4, maybe he holds like Rabbi Zorak Zaraq, Vanach Agavziz, if you threw something from one rishas into another rishas, and it landed onto a tiny bit jutting out, Rebbe Mechaev, Rebbe says, So what do we see from here? Surely this is argument is Rebbe this point. In other words, do we say an object landing on a ziz kalsha, which means a tiny part of a tree jutting out, is that considered a valid anacha and therefore the person has transgressed? Or not? So says the Gemara. No, you can't learn that. Roshos is very good. The kol ama lepligi kadravchid. Could be in the roshos hayachid. There's no need for fort vach and for hanacha. So what's the argument with Rabbi and the Rabbanon? You're throwing something and it's landing on a drop jutting out of a tree. So be ilan ha'imid roshos hayachid. The knife and knife to So we had this case. What happens if you have a tree which is in the rishos yachid The branches go into the rishos harabim. Now the and it landed on the branch. So what's the halacha? The Rabbi says this is a massive chiddus. You're throwing from rishos harabim, it's landing on a tree where the branch. Is in the Rosh Hashanah but the main body of the tree is in the Rosh Hashanah What does Rebbe say? You treat the branch like the tree. And therefore, because we treat the branch, we say it follows the main body of the tree, therefore, it landed in the Rosh Hashanah even though the branch is in the Rosh Hashanah Where's Whereas, Rabban, that's fine, Rabbanah Savri, Layam Shadi Nifai Pasayikara.
1: can is it?
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, that's a lot. All men. All men. All No way. Yeah Maybe where it's going. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Rabban and Savri, knife Whereas the, the Rabbanans uh, say, uh, look, you don't let the branch follow the tree. Sorry, you don't, yeah, so you don't view the branch by the tree status. So, um, by this is an interesting case. Zarat Kavaris, if someone throws a basket, Lurashusarabim into the Rishasarabim. So you're throwing a basket. If it's ten Tfachim, but the circumference isn't six tfachim. So this is the interesting point. In order to be Rishasarachid, it has to be an area which is four by four tfachim, squared. So okay. now what would be the four by four squared in a circle? Where do you get this circle from? Sorry? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah so the width but so the width it's of a circle. No, sorry, I meant, but the yeah, width okay. of a circle.
1: That's the diameter. Okay, my bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pi, sorry. pi D. Mean? Yeah.
1: What's
0: by three point one four Let's around Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. It's it's good. Good. So, so... Sorry, we'll i
0: No, no, it's good. So halakhically, the amount which we need to take into account with pi, it's only... Um, so She says, I think it's... Um...
1: An
0: actual wife on the phone. No, else. Yeah. No. yeah. So if for every tefach which is squared across the, if it's going to be in a circle, it's a tefach and two fifths. That's again. The, in other words, if you have a tefach by tefach to have that space, a circle, the length going across the circle is a tefach and two fifths. Fit your maths. Mm. Yeah. You see? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so tefach and two
1: fifths.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so therefore if you're talking if for every tefach across a circle it would be a tefach And be smaller than. No, it would be a Tefach and two fifths in order to contain the square. Therefore, if you need to have an area of four tefachim, you've got four tefachim, and you've got four times two fifths. So this will be an area of one. So you'll need an extra one tefach and three fifths.
1: To make up the
0: square. In order, yes. Yeah, so for a round area to have the four by four, four by four tefachim, it has to be.
1: Sorry. 500. Yeah, five minutes. Yeah,
0: that would be the, yeah. that would be the circumference. <laughs> <So> that makes. <laughs> tissue,
1: tissue. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So does that? Too late.
0: <laughs> Do the maths. Does the maths make sense?
1: Well, you said it, where not Okay.
0: That was really horrible. It was so nice. No, it's fine. No, it's a Maths
1: and what you
0: don't mix. No, I hate maths. <laughs> what
1: was that word you used this morning but no one knew what it was? I don't remember. It was a long word.
0: Okay, maybe I made it up. Was that <laughs> <a long word? laughs>
1: we weren't sure if he was speaking Hebrew See, English. So he himself didn't know what it meant. Mm-hmm. it was a good word, wasn't he first? realised that he was speaking Hebrew English.
0: Yeah, I was solipsistic. Yes. Was a solipsistic mate? I don't
1: know,
0: never. Yeah. Okay, so it says the Gemara. Yeah. So rubber oh, my rubber says. Sorry my back. wasn't bad. the it wasn't it? It's that thing, it? Yeah it was, it was it was it was the
1: computer.
0: It was the computer? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not working, it's pretty bad. What the connection?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm
1: sorry. I can't do this Send me the recording. Yeah, send me the recording.
0: Yeah, I'll send it to you. Wow. Okay, so I'll see you. Okay, good bye. Good yeah, bye. Wow. Okay. so what's that? So you're throwing this circular basket. If it's 10 to high, but the width across the circle isn't 6 to 5, then he's because you're throwing from Rosh Hashanah into the Rosh Hashanah. However, Rosh of if the width of the circle is six to in which case do you have a basket which is ten to high? The width going across the circle is six to Now six to width going across the circle would be an area of four by four to So what do we have? A Rushit. Yeah, it's more so you're good. Yeah, very good. Rashi says it's only we're going to D. Yeah.
1: 6 is 18,
0: and if you take the square root of 18, it's yeah. larger than 4. Yeah, yeah. Very good. So Rashi says
1: we're going... It didn't
0: go Yeah. Yeah. So, so in other words, you wouldn't be mekhayak, because you're, it's as if you're throwing rishas a So even if it isn't wider than 6, nevertheless, my you would be exempt. So if you're throwing a basket, which is 10 Tfachim high, into t- from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah even if the circle wouldn't contain a space of 4 by 4 Tfachim, you'll be exempt. So the point is, if the height of the basket is 10 Tfachim, but then it's again, it's interesting, maybe in those days they weren't so smooth with their baskets, there'd always be a part of it which is jutting out of the top of the basket. Oh, I see. So you've got ten the basket, and some weed somewhere sticking out at the top. And therefore it's above ten it? Above ten in the Rosh Hashanah <coughs> The point is, it's the whole object. No, you're right, it's an interesting point. Why don't we say Rubai Kukolai normally? I'm not sure, actually. You
1: mean
0: like this. Something like that, yeah.
1: So that's
0: that's useful, that's scientific. Yeah. So then it's a nickel. Yeah, but it's a r- Rubai Kukula. I'm not yeah, sure.
1: This one finished at the top was it, that's all. Yeah. This
0: one's not finished until yeah. the Yeah. Basket weave. Yeah. So Kofal Pia, what yeah. happens, instead of throwing it so the bottom lands, he's throwing it or passing it with the, the, the side which is open towards the ground. So this is very interesting. Shiva So now if this basket is seven and a drop, he would be mechuyov. Shiva so If the basket is seven and a half to vachim, the height, he would be exempt. Why is that? Because we're applying the principle of lovud. So what's the principle of lovud? When you make a mechitsa, this is they use a lot in terms of eruvin. If it's less than three him away. Yeah, I'm and sukkah. Sure. If it's less than <laughs> three him from the ground, it's as if it's attached to the ground. And therefore, if you have this basket, it's seven and a half to him, and you're passing mm-hmm. it with the end with the air, the side which is open into the rabim. So the moment if it's seven and a half to him, the moment it goes within three tfuchim, what happens? Lovud. And therefore essentially this basket. Is ten and a half to Fachim above the ground. If it's ten and a half to Fachim above the ground, it's in the Makh and So this is a fascinating Chiddush. If you apply Lovud to extend the dimensions of the basket, it turns out the moment you're passing it, passing it like this, the moment it goes three to Fachim, it's ten and a half to Fachim above the floor, and it was being the Makh and So if you're pouring
1: from a large white,
0: you're okay to center <clears throat> according to
1: this
0: viewpoint. Well, on the, in terms of khiv, and part, of it doesn't mean it's mutter. <laughs> in other words, the din of lovers only applies to a mechitza to a partition. You can't view the walls of a basket as a mechitza. It's used to create a container. But you can't apply Lovud to the walls of a basket. And therefore, it's very nice. You might have a nice theory that if it's seven and a half and it's going within three Tafakhm of the ground, you would apply Lovud and therefore it's above the airspace. But you can't apply loverd to a basket. So what happens if you have a pill of ten Tafakhm in the Um hmm. For Rabin Makasvin Olof. And the Rabbim, they use it to adjust their load. So v'zarek v'nachar gavav, and you threw four tefachim in Rosh Hashanah and it landed on this pillar. He's mechayuv. My Tama. Why is that? Because pachas mishleisha midrash darsilei Rabbim. If this pillar was less than three Tfachim, people step on it, people step over it, it's part of the Rosh Hashanah This little <coughs> pillar. Mishleisha However, from three up until nine, it's uh, in terms of usefulness, completely useless, because it's too low to do anything. Three Tafakham till nine Tafakham isn't very high. And therefore, because you can't step over it, and you can't use it, even though physically it's situated in the Rosh Hashanah it isn't treated as part of the Rosh Hashanah because you can't walk over it, and the Rabbim can't utilize it. However, Tisha, if it's nine to and vaday, then people definitely use it. And therefore, this is the same principle, something which is in the Rishusha Rabbim, and it's utilized by the Rabbim, even though you might want to view it as its own independent state, space, it's considered part of the Rishusha Rabbim, because it's utilized by the Rabbim. So, what would be the halacha with a pit? So, if you have a pit within the Rosh Hashanah is it part of the Rosh Hashanah which is the same which we had before? So, So, Abayah says, the same as you say, a pole 9 Tafakim high uh, is treated as the Rosh Hashanah Why? Because the Rabbim used it. Also pit 9 Tafakim deep. So as Michael was jumping on the case, it isn't 10 Tafakim, so it isn't rishus Ayakid. It's only 9 Fachim. That's considered part of the rishus Rabbim. Rashi says in those days, people would store objects and then come back for it. Maybe there weren't as many as there are nowadays, but it's something which they'd make use of. Yeah. It's a, it's a story <laughs> Yeah. So Rafa <laughs> oh, <my laughs> Amma Rafa says with a pit, it won't be considered part of the Rosh mytama Rabbim. So in my tashmish. something which, although it can be used, but it isn't an easy use, isn't called Tashmish to Rabbim. So in order for an object to be considered part of the rishus it has to be able to be readily used. If it isn't <coughs> readily used, it's not considered part of the rishus So Eitra of Adva Masna Leravah, if he had a basket in the rishos harabim, kavaya asara ten tefachim high, or ruchavad dalat. So therefore, what we're we dealing with a rishos ayachad is ten high, four by four tefachim. Emet ha'aslan, laim etaych lerishos harabim. V'laim rishos harabim, you can't go from the rishos harabim into it, or rishos ayachad into it. Pachus mikan. However, if it's smaller than 4x4 four four tefachim, then you can metartalin, you can move. Why is that? Because it's a makam b'tor. Yeah. So v'chein begum, this is a kamalist. So, so this is an important point. Because it's a basket, if it's less than 4 by 4 tefachim, mm-hmm. it's a kamalist, right? An area which is 10 tefachim high, smaller than 4 by 4 tefachim, that's the dimensions of a Karmalist. And normally we say Karmalist, you can't go from Rishus or into a Karmalist. So why do we say if this basket is ten Tvachim high, but it isn't four by four Tvachim? Why are we allowed to use it? Because the R- Rashi says the Rabbanon didn't put the Gezerah of a Karmalist on a vessel. It's only a Rishus which would have the status of a Karmalist. So that, what does the Brayse say? Bechein begumah and so too with a pit. So the Brayse says, what did the Brayse say? You have a basket which is 10 Tfachim high by 4 by 4 Tfachim A fully fledged Rosh you can't go from Rosh Hashanah into Rosh Hashanah or vice versa. If it's less than 10 Tfachim then you can. And so too with a pit. So my love, a safer do not think it's going on the safer? And therefore the same way as a basket, which is nine tefachim, you could go into it. Also, a pit, if it's less than ten tefachim, you could go into it. And therefore we see it's a Roshu rabim. So it says the Gemara, La'i it's going on the first case. So Ace Face, again, so now we're going to try to bring proofs. What's the Allah in regards to a pit? So Niska... Yeah, go on. So, no,
1: to what? Just so I didn't catch to, pit or... to a pit oh, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Surely, you can't get near because there's a power pit around it. Sorry? No. I mean,
0: no. What do you mean?
1: Well, you got a pet and you're just above him. Yeah. I would get liable. You're right.
0: Yeah, you're, you're right. Again, lots of these halakhahs, we're not saying practically this is what you should do, but we need to know the halacha. Yeah. That's just, that's yeah. Very good. So, now we're discussing Ertan Tukumin. So of Tukhumin, the idea is you can't go 2,000 Amas outside of the town. But if you create your dwelling place at a certain point, you'd have your dwelling 2,000 Amas from that spot. So that luck is, in order to make the to Tukhumin, you have to be able to access your food. So say you want to travel to, um, outside of London, you'll put your to Tukhumin from wherever you want to travel, and you'll have, which is food, you'll have 2,000 Amas from there. Because that's your living place. But you have to be able to access it. So in this governance, if someone intended to to make his living place in the Rosh Rabbim, and he put his Erev in a pit, so we're going to explain what this means. Above 10 Tafakim is Erev, is Erev. Below 10 Erev isn't an Erev Yeah, so let's see hey, If you say this pit Had 10 tfakhim, Ulamala did a live Ulamata did atari. So in other words, the pit is Deeper than 10 tfakhim, And we're making a difference, did you put it Within 10 from ground level Or within 10 Tafakim From the bottom of the pit So says the Gemara, it doesn't make a difference Either way, if you want to have your living place in the Rosh Rabbim and you have a pit which is 10 Tfachim which is a Rosh Yachid and that's where you put the food it doesn't make a difference if you put your food in the bottom of the pit or at the top of the pit the pit is if it's 10 deep it's a Rosh and you want to create your living spot in the Rosh Rabbim you can't access your food in your living spot because the pit is a Rosh Yachid so Mali um it must be a pit which doesn't have 10 to eruva him. So it must be a pit where there isn't tentfachim. to And what does this mean? If the pit doesn't have 10 to him, then the Erev is an Erev. Why is the Erev an Erev? Because it must be the pit is considered part of the Rush Hashanah. And therefore for pit which doesn't have Tentfachim is treated as part of the Rishus Rabim. Tashmish The fact that we say it's a valid erev of if it's in a pit below 10 Tentfim shows a pit is considered part of the Rishus Rabim. So says the one well, let's just finish off. So Zina Huve Ruvai Bekamalis. It could be really a pit below 10 tenfahim. In Rishus Harabim, isn't considered part of the Rishus Harabim. It's a Karmelis, so he wanted to create his living point in the Rishus Harabim, a pit in the Rishus Harabim smaller than ten is a Karmelis. So vamai So we saw this concept before. Why do we refer to a pit, which according to this opinion is a Karmelis, because it's below ten tefachim, so, so really he's getting his Erev in Rosh Hashanah Rabbim. The pit is below 10 Tfachim, which is a Kamalas. And therefore it would work. Mishani He's in the Rosh and his of is in the Kamalis. For Rebbe, it goes according to Rebbe. So... Bein is the area with what, where we're not sure, is it part of the day, or is it part of Shabbos, and therefore it's a suffix. Rebbe says any Gezeri Drahbanon didn't apply Bein and therefore Carmelis is only Gezeri Drahbanon. So it turns out, Bein when Shabbos came in. If you don't apply Gezeri Drahbanon, then even though this pit might be a Carmelis, there's no Gezeri of Carmelis. It's only Midrabanan that don't allow you to go from karmelis to Rishasarabim. And that's why if you have your Eruv in the Rishasarabim, and you have a pit which is lower than 10 Tafakim, it's a karmelis, but karmelis is only Drabanan, and which doesn't apply Benashmarshais. And therefore when Shabbat came in, you had a valid Eruv. Yeah. Okay. So do you want to call it a day here? Yeah. Or should we get to the bottom, whatever you guys want Let's call it a hit. Yeah.
1: Okay. Shreve. Pleasure. Pleasure. One was closed down now. Was walking around in the night. At night.